0: I'm going to ask you to silence your phones, and and we'll go from there. Si le pueden poner silencio su teléfono, por favor. John chapter 9. Now, what we're going to have here is John telling us something that has to do with with a translation he is going to do. Listen to verse 7. This is Jesus talking to, uh, let's start with verse 6 so we know. This is a blind man who's being healed. Uh, John 9 verse 6. six, six. When he had thus uh, spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And said unto him, go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. So it's again giving us a pay attention to this name Siloam which means sent. He went his way therefore and was and came back seeing. Now let's go to another passage. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Remember what Siloam means. What does it mean? It means sent. Uh, Let's go over to the book of Isaiah chapter, chapter 8. And that place is going to be mentioned here. Uh, in a different setting. And in, in, in the Old Testament. Isaiah <laughs> chapter 8. <clears throat> Verse 5. The Lord spake also unto me again saying. For as much as these people. refuseth the water of. Shiloh is that place. Shiloh is Shiloh in the New Testament. The waters of Shiloh that go softly and rejoice in racing and Remaliah, Remaliah's son, that was a Syrian king and the king of Israel, the northern kingdom, their enemies. Now, anyone uh, that has a different translation, read verse 6 for us, please. See if you, if you have the same. I'm reading King James. If you have something different, not, not New King James, because it's will say almost the same. But Because this people, Israel and Judah, have refused and despised the waters of Siloam, the only prenatal fountain of Jerusalem and symbolic of God's protection and sustaining power that go gently and rejoice in and with Rezin, the king of Syria, and Ramallah, son of Pekah, the king of Israel. Yeah, Pekah. His name is Pekah, actually. But yes. Now, what translation are you reading? Amplified? Amplified. Sounded amplify. like the Amplified. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very fla- flavorful, um, more of a... Uh, a commentary in it but yes it's accurate in this sense it'll give us uh, what we need let me let, let me let me read again in verse six for as much as his people refuse the waters of Shiloh that go softly and rejoice and raise in and Ramalaya's son which name was Pekah let's pray father we thank you father for your word this morning father let us your father be anointed and bring your word alive into our hearts this morning Father, that we learn and we would retain, Father, what we learned this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God has given them a choice. He said, you are rejecting the waters of Shiloh. That are actually soft, kind. They run without any turmoil. No drama involved. Just me and you. We're just dealing with each other. I got to correct you, God says. I got to talk to you about something. I got to bring you back to me. And my way is to go with the water of Siloam. I want to restore you. I want to move you toward me in a powerful way. So I'll do it kindly, softly. It's a word that comes from a pulpit that pierces your heart. It sounds hard, but words from a pulpit, they're kind, even in their heart. It is much different when the judgment falls in a different way, harder. The rebuke of a wise man says in the book of Proverbs it's a good thing. Gently, God will speak to you through the scriptures as you open them up and you are reading and God pierces your heart and says, change this. Gently, God pushes you in the right direction. He whispers in your ear. He speaks to you. Elijah had to find that out. Elijah, the great prophet, had done some great deeds and now he's backsliding, hiding in a cave, trembling over the threat of the woman named Jezebel. And he's used to seeing God in a hard way. A fire comes through and burns through the whole place. An earthquake comes and shakes the whole mountain. A wind that breaks rocks comes through and the Bible says that God was not in it. And then a whisper came to him. What are you doing here? Yes. That's the waters of Shiloham. It's God in his infinite mercy. Nudging you with his Holy Spirit. But God says there's another way. In fact it says you have already rejected that. You like raising. That guy is your enemy. The Syrian. That guy will come to grab your children by the feet. And smash them against the wall. And I'm not trying to be graphic. That's exactly what they did. The guy will bring his army and rape every woman and every, every child in this place. The guy will torture the men of this place. And if you're leaning on your brother cousin from the north. He was also a Jew. But he was their enemy. A follower. Of the world. He "He ain't going to help you either. He's going to be destructive. You're looking at somebody. Who wants your destruction. And another one who wants your destruction. And you think that they will do better for you. It ain't going to happen. When God. Was healing that blind man, put spit on his eyes, and he says, "Go to the pool of Siloam." And John tells us it means set one. The things that God sent you, sometimes as a person, like Nathan the prophet to David. To speak in his face and give him a hard word. But an opportunity to turn from his evil ways. David was in sin. Sometimes it's God allowing a minor thing to happen to you. So that something major can be avoided. You remember the sons of Eli? Can they claim that nobody told them? They could, but it will be a lie. The Bible says that God rebuked Eli, their father, because he did not confront them. He did not face them down. But it wasn't that he didn't tell them. Let's look at it from those boys' side. When they were running around with the women of the temple and they were stealing the offerings, the Bible clearly says that their father came up and said, It's not a good thing that I'm hearing about this. Do not do this against God. He spoke to them. Now, God told Eli, you didn't do enough to to get in their way. But listen to me. Those boys were getting the water of Shalom. It was even... You know, their father is saying, that's not how we live the life of God. And they rejected the soft waters of Shiloh and ended up dead in the day that the Philistines got a hold of them. Because it is not your father who loves you or your mother who's looking after you or your pastor who's trying to embrace you and bring you to the kingdom. Then it's going to be Satan and he has no mercy. That's right. It is going to be in a jail where somebody's going to chank you because they don't like you. It's going to be a group of friends who are more like sharks and and, and, and animals trying to tear you up than a a friend. It's going to be the accusations and the things. That's what you're going to face. The waters of Shadon is what God sends. To rebuke you. What God sends to bring you. What God sends either a person or a, or an occasion or an experience to stir you up that you may know what's going on. Most marriages that go through a whole struggle and are, are battling can, can look back to the nudges of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit was saying, that's not the way. Behave. Go home right now. The whole thing could have been avoided had you listened to the waters of Shalom. In fact, I get to tell you something. Never had there been something coming your way that was hard, either brought by yourself or by the circumstances or by another person where God did not send first the waters of Shalom. And the one who's attuned with the spirit, the one who knows how to listen to God, will know immediately have you ever been in a situation where you're trying to go the wrong way, and every time you open the Bible, it doesn't matter where you open it, it tells you the same. Yeah, I've been there. It's kind of scary. I'm like, oh, I didn't like that one. Let me go somewhere else. And it's like, boom, right there too. God nudging you. It's happened. It's happened many times, and I got to tell you, when I obey and I listen to it, life becomes easier because God carries my burdens, and God leads me in saying, don't go here, don't go there. Let me give you an example. There was a a guy named Elisha, and there was a king who wasn't very strong spiritually, but that was the guy who he listened to. And the Bible says that the enemies were setting traps in different places, trying to kill that king. And the prophet will come up to him and tell him, you know what? Don't go that way. You know, today San Benito's going to be dangerous for you. Yes. Or no, no, no. Don't go to Santa Rosa. Please don't go to Santa Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the king with the, 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 the enemy and their ambush were like, how is this guy figuring these things out? In fact, he began to say, who's a traitor? I'm going to kill somebody. Who, who's a traitor? We are the only this little group of people. And we know we're the only ones who know what's happening. They did not take into account. God knows. Yeah, he does. And God was telling through the prophet to that man, every ambush that was set over there. That's the waters of Siloam. You can get up and say, you know, I'm strong enough. I'm hard enough. I'm, pers- I'm going to pursue it. Paul told Timothy, "When things are attacking you, when the youthful temptations come, run." That's the words of Shiloh. You know, some youth say, "Ah, I can get in the back of the car; nothing's going to happen to me. We're just going to, you know, carpool kind of each other. That's going to be that's all going to be funny thing." And then you have eight kids. <laughs> that's not how it happens. You can't run that way. The Bible does not speak that way. Waters of Shiloh says, don't get there. And get away from this guy who that's all he wants. That's where you're going to find it. Timothy was stalled by God, you know, to awaken his spirit in the middle of where he was. Who received that nudging touch from God? Absalom, you remember him? When he began to go away from God, his father... Wasn't much of a father to him. I can I can read that in the Bible. But I can tell you this. That when he had done something evil. Even after he had killed his brother. And he, nothing has happened to him. He was told. Even by David. This is wrong. But the nudging was ignored. And he finds himself hanging from a tree. By his hair. Dead. Because facing Joab. Who has no mercy. That's the problem. It's either the waters of Shiloh Or raising and pick, And they hate you. They're going to be like oh. Wow, this is my chance, you rather. David was told the same when he had sinned with the census. He was told, what do you want? You want this, you want this, you want that. And he said, no, let me fall in the hands of God because he's a merciful God. Yeah. Don't let me fall in the hands of my enemies because they want to squash me until there's nothing left of me. Yeah. The waters of Shiloh is what God sends to you as a soft voice and as a beginning of Bringing you back to Him. Otherwise, you'll face something else, either the easy way or the hard way. Yeah. But it's going to happen. Yeah. A la buena or a la mala. Yeah. But it's going to happen. You're going to face it when God is nudging. Look into your life and I'll look into mine. And find the nudges of the Lord. You want to make a commitment for this year with the Lord? Listen to his whisperings. Because when you listen to his whisperings, 80 to 90% of your problems will go away. Sometimes we need miracles because we are in the wrong place, (laughs) doing the wrong thing. And God is a miracle worker. I remember having gotten tangled up with wrong people. I remember somebody taking a shot at me really close up. It's really hard to miss me, but he missed me. (laughs) But you know what my prayer was? Oh, God! Now I want God, right? Well, you don't have to get there, Oscar. You can actually have listened to the waters of Siloam and not find yourself in that position. May God allow us to listen to that passage. Listen to it again, and we'll be done right there. It's in chapter 8 of Isaiah. And verse six. For as much as these people refuse the waters of Silo that go softly, and rejoice in raising and Remaliah's son. Can we can we read it with your translation, Paula? It's verse six, chapter Isaiah eight, and verse six. One of the beauties of that uh, that passage is. It is really piercing to my heart. You have it? Go ahead. <laughs> because this piece of people, Israel and Judah, have refused and despised the waters of Siloam, the only prenatal fountain of Jerusalem, and symbolic of God's protection and sustaining power, that go gently and rejoice in and with Rezin, the king of Syria, and Ramallah's son, Pekah, the king of Israel. That's it. He you said, you're going to have one or the other. Pick. Just go for it. Have a blast. Tell me how it went afterwards. I can already tell you because I've been on one side and on the other side. And it's not fun when you go to this side. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well.